What's up, Power Project family? So, did you guys know that Element Electrolytes, our hydration sponsor, that has 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium, in little easy packets that you can pour into 20 ounces of water, is also the official hydration sponsor of number one, the U.S. Olympic weightlifting team. Special forces, three different special forces teams, NBA teams, NFL teams, real athletes that do a lot of work, that sweat a ton, hydrate with Element, which is why we're so happy to have partnered with this amazing company that has amazing electrolyte supplements that the flavors are so good. My personal favorite is raspberry. Second comes orange. Third is citrus salt, but I think citrus salt is actually Andrew's favorite. Mm -hmm. And they also have this Fiesta pack that has mango, chili, lemon habanero, and chocolate flavors that I think are actually pretty great. I, I, I think they're pretty amazing. But you guys can get all of these different flavors that taste great and use it pre-workout to perform at your highest level. Take your hydration and your workouts to an elite level, just like the pros do. Head over to drinklmnt.com slash power project. Make sure you guys check out the bundle packages. You get three boxes of your choice, any flavor, plus you get an additional box absolutely free. So again, that's drinklmnt.com slash power project. You know when you have so much caffeine that you actually start to feel more tired? Oh, man. It's the I worst. hate that. Yeah, tired yeah. and wired. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that, bad. That happened to me a few days ago. It's like I, I, had, a, I had one of those bangs. I had I'm a go, large Dutch bros. I'm going to go live right now. So okay. Just a heads up. Gotcha. Yeah, it was just like I probably had maybe 800 milligrams. It's rare that I ever do something like that, but that was that was not good. I felt nauseous and just... Yeah, it's weird because, like, uh, like we're—I mean, we're probably made to ingest some caffeine because it's like here, it's around, you know. But then, how? Yeah, how much? Sometimes we, <laughs> sometimes we take in quite a bit. I usually start my day off with with a coffee, but then my day sometimes starts pretty early. Mm. so i'm having one at like five and one at seven and like one at nine but usually i mean i normally stop at some point you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but i might have you know i might have a bunch um i have family members that drink like a pot of coffee every day a pot yeah they drink a whole pot of coffee every day i think it's like about five it'd be about five cups yeah i still i think about my parents like every night you know like for watching what a show or even just the news like sipping coffee eating like you know sweets or whatever they're just like wow dude we're gonna live forever <laughs> <laughs> when, yeah, in comparison to what other people have done yeah well and then when thinking about like uh you know like we had um johnny Bowden on the podcast talking about cholesterol and stuff i yeah. explained like the whole situation with my dad i just remember when i had my while well, i was working at an office and when i told my boss back then he was like, man, you should be like really happy that you'll never face that. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you're, you eat clean, you're into fitness. Like you'll probably never have to deal with this. I'm like, oh shit. Like it was, it was weird. It was, and this was a big guy, you know, mm -hmm. like he knew that he, <laughs> he's like, I'm fucked. But <laughs> so it was just interesting. You know, well, we got to die from something though. Yeah. True. Mm -hmm. True. And for most of us men, it's going to be a heart attack. <laughs> Sorry. Fact. <laughs> 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 I mean, you get to pick. You get to pick. You know, you get. You want to make a. You want to make a choice. You're like, all right, well, let's. Uh, you know, you got cancer, heart attack, um, ALS. I mean, there's a lot of shitty things 
to die from. I, I've heard Sean Baker before talk about uh, a heart attack. He's like, actually, he's like, it sounds crazy, but it's a pretty good thing to die from. Mm. I don't know what that means, but mm. just a quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, was like, I think okay? <laughs> having stuff with your stuff with your brain doesn't seem very good. No, mm. no. Like uh, having like a blood clot or something, or I mean, it all sucks, I guess. But. And I had such a delayed response with that <laughs> heart attack one that you see, like heart attack. Sorry. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot it's of, real though. It, yeah, it's real. Cool, Mark. You want to explain or what's COVID? Good? Right, oh. you can die from oh. COVID. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Can not. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> we'll need that right now. <laughs> All right. Mark, I got eaten by a shark. Yeah, but it's but COVID the, related. Uh, underlying <laughs> issues. Okay. <laughs> right. COVID led to it all. The shark wouldn't have been there. Well, it, like, never mind. Yes, that, <laughs> that South Park episode where they sh- they shot the one black kid that's in the in the classroom. <laughs> Wait, was it the, the special? Right. Yeah. I was watching Aww. it passively, and I saw that part. I was like, "That's kind of funny." Oh though. my god, it was crazy. And they're oh like, "Yeah, god. but he died because of COVID." They're like, you, "They're like, you shot him. We saw you. You." Sh- shot him but th- and then they're like well we wouldn't even be in the school if it wasn't for covid because they wouldn't replace mm. the teachers with cops right. and my- all the kids just sitting there like just blinking their eyes at the, at bink, the adults bink. Yeah. that was my girl's first south park episode she's like nice. this is horrible oh it is <laughs> it's yeah. so horrible and you gotta appreciate it though you gotta appreciate they go all in true have, oh. have you guys ever watched aqua teen hunger force mm-hmm. i've never seen it you'd like it uh, you would like it but uh, man, if you try to show anybody else, <laughs> they just th- think you're weird. They'd be like, "You've got issues." That's the one meatball, right? It's it's a meat wad, meat fry wad. lock. There you go. And then I forgot. Oh man, the the, the <laughs> shake. Great. What is this? The the biggest name shake. Is it just shake? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I like when shit's weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh my god! All right, for today's show, we're doing a hoot nanny. A hoot nanny. Doing a Hoot Nanny show, you guys can call in, you guys and girls can call in, and uh, what we're going to do is we'd like for you guys to just kind of give us a topic that you want us to talk about, and uh, then we're going to take six of those topics, and we're going to talk about them. So, um, we'd appreciate if you, you know, kind of just gave us uh, what it is that you wanted us to talk about, and... um, made it quick and then we're going to move on to the next person and we're going to take the next person's thing and we're going to collect six questions, six topics to talk about. And then we're going to go into it and we'll try to answer stuff the best that we possibly can. Cool. So the fan line is officially open. So yeah, if you guys have a topic, go ahead and hit that fan line and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. I'm just trying to get the, uh, the social media platforms aware that Sweet. we're live, but yeah. We'll just talk some bullshit then while we're waiting for people. And Seema, what you doing with your workouts lately? Anything different? Anything special? Are you working on higher reps, lower reps? No, everything's the way it, it has been. I still uh, I still work my big compounds, but just not as intensely. Um, I, As far as my accessories and stuff, I've been telling you guys I really love tempo work. Like I think I sometimes take the tempo work too far, just like really controlling loads and working up with them. Um, but that's like been six helping. seconds, eight seconds. Some, sometimes, honestly, sometimes, yeah. Um, tempo and full range of motion. So like 
like on things like the leg press, I will bring the leg press all the way down. Like Mike O'Hearn, mm-hmm. um, I'll do a lot of things with full range of motion just because I, I think that working through that full range really does help me out with grappling. In grappling, I end up in really weird positions. And if I'm like strong here, but I'm weak right here, that's not good. Mm. So then I like to work those full ranges so that I feel strong in every single position that I grapple in. I like it's what you're made saying. a big difference. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think especially if you're to think about something like a um like a chest fly, you know, like as like a, a bodybuilder or like a lifter, you might keep tension on it and really not move around much. You know, maybe you're only moving the weights like ten inches or something. Mm-hmm. But as someone who's doing jujitsu and trying to get a different result from it, maybe you just let the arm just stretch back as far as you can without uh something feeling like it's gonna hurt too bad yep yep and and the funny thing is like i'll use loads that most like everyone here can probably handle pretty well but like that's the thing with the tempo and the full range like the chest flies that was a great example because i really like doing that movement especially because like my ac joint here but i'll like bring it all the way over here to like a slightly uncomfortable position almost where you're like flexing your back exactly and then slowly bring it back up have you used the the new tank yet no, I haven't. We got a three man. wheel. We got a three wheel tank in there. Ooh. That's a real devastator, man. It's, it's really, really nice. cool. Yeah, you can okay. like pull it, push it. And I do all s- kinds of stuff. Yeah, I saw the ad, and um, I'm like, oh, that'd be sick to take to the park, and like, because it, it's smaller. How new is it? Brand new. Brand new. Yeah, we just like, got it. New, new. Oh wow. Okay. But it's got a cool handle, like like next to the front wheel. So like you're down, like on the well, not on the ground, but you're really low, <laughs> trying to push up against like a football that. sled. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's. Dude, it's really nice. It's only the front mobile. wheel, only the front wheel has like the traction on it. The back two wheels are just they're just regular wheels, but a lot easier to steer. Yeah. Oh yeah, it steers a lot better. Mm-hmm. A little easier to maneuver mm-hmm. and and uh, yeah, I like it. I so like far, it a lot too. Yeah. So far, so good. Cool. Very let's cool. you gotta give it a shot. Let's take a call. Yeah. Who do we got? Let's see. Oh, oh shit! I just really did that. Actually, hung up on him. Oh, you hung up on him? I think so. Our one, our one call you. I know, I messed up. We had two. What's up, man? What's your name? What's your topic? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, this is Dan from Ohio, and I have a topic. It is uh, getting yourself in shape with a uh, blue-collar job. Mm-hmm. Nice. What job specifically, man? Well, I was a plumber... And uh, after I was a plumber, I worked in sewers, um, being lowered down into big pump stations full of a whole city's uh, mm-hmm. shit, basically. And uh, I decided to get it in shape then, and it was probably the worst timing I could have chose uh, due to the physicality of the job. And uh, I just kind of want to know your guys' take on how you would approach it um, as far as being on call 24 seven and not being a doctor, <laughs> mm. uh, you know, not, not being able to plan your day around workouts, uh, because you may have to go in early and then also getting human crap, you know, basically flashed in your face, oh. uh, on a daily basis. Got it. Awesome. Do you, uh, do you work weekends as well? Uh, as of right now, I switched from sewer to work into water treatment. So now I'm on the clean side of water. And yes, I work every third weekend for four hours each day. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to get to this and question. I maintain a on-call 24-7 status as well. Got awesome. 
but we need more people like yeah. you. That's awesome, man. You're getting you're out there getting a lot of work done, putting up points on the scoreboard. We're gonna get to this question in just a little bit. We're gonna take our next caller. Have a great day, Dan. Okay. Uh oh, lost them too. All right, I, I fucked up and accidentally hung up on two people. So, <laughs> so if you guys tried to call, uh, please give us a call right back. But in the meantime, I guess we can go in on Dan's topic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I feel a lot of people are in that yeah. you know similar so, situation. Um, he did mention that he does have some weekends free. He said every third weekend he has to work, and so I would really suggest that any time you got a day off of work. You have to, you have to lift. I mean, you have to kind of probably almost force yourself to do it because you probably don't want to do it. And uh, I would suggest um, that you do it in the morning. The other thing I would suggest, and the reason why I'd suggest that you do it in the morning is if you have a girlfriend or a wife or family, it's really nice to do that stuff while they're sleeping or while they're getting their day started. That way on your like day off, I, I know it's a pain in the ass because it is your day off and you want to probably sleep in too yeah. with everybody else, but you could always take a nap later on in the day, um, but the wife, the kids, and you know, your significant others or other family members and friends, um, they're not really doing much at 7 a.m. or, you know, 8 a.m. probably, most likely, right? So get that stuff done uh, early and get it out of the way. So any days off that you have, including the weekends, I would highly recommend that you stick in some working out there and usually for most people it's going to be at least twice a week already mm -hmm. you know the, you guys tell me if i'm off kilter in saying this but i find that um blue collar individuals are for me personally i get really excited when i get to work with these people because i feel like they have the potential to be the most healthy individuals because they're always on their feet mm -hmm. they're having like yeah y'all got to do some hard work i get it but because you're actually working with your feet you're on your hands if you're a plumber you're squatting to get to certain places um when you get off work you might be a little bit tired that means that you work out so i don't think that if you're working out your workouts have to be like an hour and a half two hours longer or anything but um you're not sitting for like six to eight hours like some people, which causes them a lot of problems and, and a lot of other issues that if you get healthy, you won't really have to deal with. I feel like they're in the best place to be able to actually drop weight well, because like I'm working with this guy. He's working with Jesse Burdick for straight training and I'm doing his nutrition, but we're just dropping <laughs> and it's so easy. It's like nice. clockwork because he's on his feet <laughs> all day long working. And I think that that actually puts you in a place where like, yeah, you're working. But then if you can plan out your meals and other things, you can be in a really advantageous position in terms of fat loss, in terms of staying in shape um, than individuals that have to work in an office job all day long. He did mention uh, also being on call, mm. you know, and, and being on call like kind of 24-7. Even with that, I would just suspect, I don't know because I never had a job like that, but I would just suspect there's probably times where you're called upon maybe a little bit more than others. And so for that reason, I would try to get your workouts done in a time that doesn't line up with like if you normally are getting called at seven in the morning because that's when someone goes to flush their toilet first thing in the morning, uh, then maybe working out at 7 a.m. maybe would be tough. So mm -hmm. maybe you got to work out at 5 or maybe you got to work out at 9. So just try to, I think for the most part, I think everyone feels like their job um, is real sporadic and there's just weird time commitments and stuff. But usually there's like at least some sort of cadence to the job yeah. of some sort where you can adjust. Uh, when it comes to food in SEMA, what do you think, what would you have somebody do? Let's say they work, you know, Monday through Friday and they're at work at, you know, 6 a.m. until uh, 
5 p.m. every day, you know, Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. It depends on what they want to do and, like, I guess the demands of their job. One thing that I think would be necessary to have on hand, especially if you're a blue-collar worker and you're on your feet, is electrolytes. Like, some people that have to work outside, but if they have to go from place to place, they're probably sweating, they're probably expending some energy, and having some electrolytes actually is going to be a very beneficial supplement for them. Um, Number two, though, this is a flip-flop because if you're trying to drop... You could it could be advantageous to maybe just fast during your mm-hmm. a vast majority of a working period, um, and then after work, if you have the ability, then you can have your meals when you get home or, or like have those prepared at home um, rather than potentially it, it might be easier than having to carry certain meals around you, stop work to eat and, and do all that stuff. But obviously, some places do have mandatory lunches. Um, it's it's a flip of a coin, but I would say it might be a it might be a advantageous way to you know, try out some fasting for your working period. It might actually would, end up being really beneficial for you. I would also recommend uh, some fasting. Maybe don't fast through the whole work schedule. Yeah. Uh, but I think some fasting would be really good. It just makes things a little easier. And it sounds kind of funny, but like, I know that for myself, the less I eat, the less I poop. <laughs> so the less time I'm spending and, and I'm, I'm a little bit more regular. Like when I'm, when I'm eating on a, a fasted schedule, I kind of know exactly when I need to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I usually go like twice in the morning and then I'm, I'm good to go for the whole day. Yeah. However, if I eat like six meals a day, it's more sporadic. It's going to, you know, hit me at different times, <laughs> which can be really inconvenient. You know, you're working like this guy's a plumber. Uh, he's had a, a couple different jobs. And if you're working in someone's home, like to stop and take a dump in their house, like not, probably not, probably not the greatest thing, but you are, I guess you are working on the toilet. So it might be convenient. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing, especially, I think a big thing that we learned from Johnny Bowden yesterday, and I mean, a lot of guests have echoed this, but eat real food. And a lot of things that happens with a lot of blue collar individuals is that they'll take food on the go because they're always on the go. But this food isn't necessarily food. It's usually like typically pretty unhealthy snacks, um, just something that they can eat when they're on the run, something super convenient. But that really convenient food ends up being typically pretty damn bad for them. So if you are an individual that you do want some snacks or you do want to eat something like that, Eat real food, have have a real food on deck or real snacks on that. Or, I mean, like maybe real fruit on deck, like have something that's real. Don't don't have Oreos in, in, in the seat pocket. Because I, I, I a lot of these kind of guys go to jujitsu, too, and they tell me about the type of stuff they're eating. And like they have some Oreos, they have some nuts, they have like a lot of foods that just aren't good for you just because they need something to eat. Right. So let's let's eat real food. Yeah, I think uh, just to list off a couple of real foods that you could have with you very easily or you could get just about anywhere i mean you got to remember you can go to a gas station and yes you can fill up on a lot of junk food but a lot of times they have bananas there mm-hmm. a lot of times they have um uh apples you know they so you got eggs yeah uh, yeah hard-boiled, hard-boiled eggs, eggs right so you have apples oranges um bananas like there's access to these things first of all you can just purchase them at the store and you can bring them with you mm-hmm. secondly you can get them out uh, almost wherever you go, like Seven Eleven nowadays, a lot of times has like uh, you know a little area that's that's uh, refrigerated, and they got like cold uh, fresh fruit, and they have uh, cheese is another great one. We mentioned the hard boiled eggs, uh, Epic bars, I think are, are a really good option. It's mm. just basically a meat bar. I I happen mm. to like the taste of them. Give them a try. See if you you know if you don't like the taste of them, don't buy them. But if you if you dig them, uh, then go for it. And then also you got things like beef jerky. Like I still would recommend that you try to go with like cooked meals. I would still recommend that you try to lean towards that as much as possible. 
but there's just so many options and stopping at most coffee shops. Yes, they have like uh, little muffins and a bunch of yummy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But they almost always have, there's almost always a healthy option at Phil's that, that I go to uh, has a hard boiled egg kind of scramble type thing that, ha- that has avocado in it. Uh, and you can get some sriracha sauce on it. It's, it's freaking amazing. It's really, really good. Um, Starbucks, 170 calories in their uh, egg white, egg bites. It's 13 grams of protein. I mean, that's that's freaking awesome. You know, you, you eat that, you eat an apple, boom, you're right back to work. So I think there's always options. Obviously, prepping some of your meals, cooking some of the stuff at home. But just because your job is... your I hate to say it this way, but your job is irrelevant <laughs> because the the method to get fit is always the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to take work. It's going to be a pain in the ass. For most people, it'll probably be a pretty large change. And so when you start to think about having such a large change, then you might need to think about, well, how do I make it not so intrusive? And so we did recommend fasting, but fasting could be the most intrusive thing to start with because... You're not used to you're not used to a nutritional intervention at all. So if you are new, if, if uh, Dan, who called in, if you're new to some of this and you and you're like, damn, I don't know, it seems pretty hard. Try to continually feed yourself throughout the day, you know, try to which could be hard during work, though. So that's why we recommend fasting. Um, but you might have to feed yourself some small meals throughout the day so you're not hungry. Um, I think in Seam and I are in the same boat when it comes to this i think we would always suggest that people that aren't familiar with nutritional interventions that they start with just getting used to the food no calorie counting we're not really worried about amounts like just please get used to the foods and then what foods do we have what options do we have we're looking for lean sources of protein and fruit vegetables all that is pretty much fair game eat it until your heart is content Maybe even mix in a little bit of dairy here and there, and you should be good to go. Last thing to mention, too, is also like at Starbucks, they have, uh, they have, uh, I think it's either Siggy's or Faget yogurt there. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. 20, gra- 20, 20, 20 grams of, uh, 20 grams of protein. I think it has like, it does have some sugar in it because it's like the vanilla flavor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Tastes pretty damn good, mm-hmm. you know? And they also have cheese sticks there. I mean, there's, there's options. There's a lot of options. So, Dan, there's a lot of hope for you, dude. And, and hopefully uh, you take some of this to heart. And uh, if you want to find out some more information, you can check out my book, The War on Carbs, or you can check out Jack and Tan. Those are both available on uh, markbellslingshot.com, or you can go on Amazon and look it up. I got a YouTube channel. My boy and Seaman's got a YouTube channel. You can check out that. We talk about nutrition all the time. And you can check out some uh, previous episodes, uh, but please hit us back, you know, hit us back on our uh, Instagram and, and let us know uh, about your progress. Cause we want to definitely hear about it. And thanks again, man, for putting in all that work. We need more people like you out there working your butts off. Heck yep. yeah. All right. Let's take another call. Hey, we hear ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, dude? Give us a yeah. topic. Oh, not much. How's it going? Good, man. What's up? Well, I was just going to check and see how much uh, cardio y'all do now. I mean, do you use cardio as more of a a time to cut? Or now that you're more in shape, you know, is it less cardio? Do you kind of stick to the same regimen or or how do y'all view that? 
Yeah, I guess we'll just we'll just tackle this one right here uh, on the spot. What's your name? Mike. Mike. Nice. All right, Mike. Thanks for calling in. Really appreciate it. So, um, I I don't know in Seema's thoughts one hundred percent, but the way that I like to use cardio is kind of as a weapon. And I also like to use traditional cardio as kind of a last resort. I don't really, uh, I don't normally recommend it or suggest people do much of it um, unless they're trying to get ready for like a bodybuilding show or unless they're trying to get in better shape. Now, if it's somebody that doesn't really love lifting weights, then I would, of course, recommend some cardio because I'd like to see them get in more exercise. And uh, what I consider to be cardiovascular training um, is definitely a notch and step above just walking. Like wa- I do think walking is great. And for people that are newer to fitness that haven't really embarked on any sort of program before, I think walking is the place to start. Uh, but I think in order to elicit uh, a response to really burn enough calories and to really be worth it in the long run, you got to do something a little bit more strenuous than walking. So I always suggest people get their heart rate above 135 and try to do so for about about a 30-minute, 20 to 30-minute bout at least. Uh, you can buy something called a pulse oximeter off of Amazon. It's like 12 or 15 bucks, and it will check your heart rate because, you know, checking your heart rate is going to be going to help you with that cardiovascular training just to be a little bit more efficient so you're in a good uh, fat-burning state and that you have a decent amount of uh, intensity going on with the cardio. Mm-hmm. I currently don't do any forms of traditional or standard cardio, um, but I do a lot of supersetting in my workouts. Um, I do a lot of just regular walking, which I mentioned earlier is not really enough uh, to elicit a, a real fat-burning response, in my opinion. Um, but so, yeah, for me currently, uh, I'm not utilizing any cardio. I uh, lastly, I'll just kind of finish with saying, I don't think it hurts. You know, I think a lot of people are real scared about doing cardio and it's going to really negatively impact them. So I'll also finish in saying that, um, I think most of us could use it and it probably would be a good idea for me to utilize some of it. Uh, I just personally like to utilize it as a weapon because I think it can lose, uh, its effectiveness. Uh, and Seema? Yeah. I want to first start off with the last part that you said there, because recently I've been seeing um, a lot of bodybuilders, uh, a lot of bodybuilders within fitness start taking up a little bit of running. Right. And one of the things that I was scared of when I started doing more like martial arts and stuff, I was like, I'm gonna lose all my muscle. Like, my like that was literally like, I was literally scared of that. Um, but the funny thing is like a lot of these individuals that are, you know, doing a little bit of running, not, and when I say running, not like Nick bear, Nick bear is taking it to another level where he's doing marathons, but like, uh, you know, just like running a mile or getting better at running, running from, you know, just like half a mile or something every, every day. Um, none of these, all of these individuals are also finding the fact like, wow, I'm not losing any muscle. I'm not losing any strength. My gym workouts feel better. I can last longer. So, um, as far as cardio is concerned, yeah, it's great to do when you are losing fat or when you can increase your cardio, when you're trying to even drop more fat in a fat loss phase. But I think it's a general thing that you want to be able to do all the time. Um, it's like the, the better heart health you have, the 
better your workout's going to go because you're going to have more endurance. Doing cardio will help your in-gym sessions out more. Um, but it's just like the level of which you take that cardio. I don't think that if you learn how to run a mile or two, that's going to affect your strength. It really won't. Um, but if anything, it'll actually help you do better in the gym. You won't be losing any muscle. You'll be, this is a side benefit, but you might be able to eat a little bit more food, <laughs> right? For those of us who like to eat more, you'll be able to eat a little bit more food. I think it's good for everyone to do. And I was one of those people who was like, don't do a lot of running or don't do this because it's going to affect your strength. It's gonna, you're going to lose a little bit of muscle. But a lot of us meatheads are finding out that if you eat enough food, and you're working out well and consistently, everything's going to be fine if you add in some, obviously some walking, but even a little bit of running or a little bit of martial arts, it's not going to hurt. It's only going to help. Can uh, excess body fat be solved through cardio or do we have to look at something else? Oh, well, I mean, cardio is good, but your nutrition's the biggest thing that you yeah. got to look at. I just want to make sure that's really clear to everybody because uh, I think we've all kind of fallen victim to thinking like, oh, I'll just increase the cardio, but... Really, our problem is in the kitchen. Really, our mm. problem is in we're not prepping the food properly. We're not eating properly. And so really make sure that, you know, if you're trying to lose body fat and trying to look better, um, you don't necessarily need cardio. But again, it can be a really, really useful piece and it can certainly assist. It can certainly um, enhance and help you to lose weight faster. Uh, but don't think that you ha- that you have to have it in there. Make sure the nutrition's on point. And I liked what Ensema said about you might be able to eat a little bit more food, which is good, but it doesn't really mean you can eat a lot more food. So I'm very careful when I say that. Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when you guys are saying, um, or when Mark, when you mentioned using a heart rate monitor, is the uh, the level that you said is that because there's something that happens there, or is that just to like keep you in check to make sure someone like Mike is actually putting in enough effort in order to like really like kind of get some benefit out of the cardio? Yeah, you want to make sure there's a good effort there. Um, people have said uh, it's just a, a pace where you can't really talk to somebody next to you mm. uh, consistently without kind of huffing and puffing. And so that that's, I, I think that, I think that the the more the more uh, the more things that we have that are like measurable, rather than just being like, yeah, I'm working hard enough. Like I, I think it's I think we're better off having something that's real uh, measurable, and you can say, yeah, I'm over 135. I mean, it's, for some people, like 135 is not some sort of magical number, but I believe it's between 135 and 145 mm-hmm. that you do build up the left ventricle of your heart, which is a huge bonus, a huge plus. As Encima was pointing out, like you're just gonna you're just gonna be better at breathing all around you know so you'll recover when you do your sets of lap pull downs from one set to the next you'll be recovering not just from one workout to the next but from one set to the next and even oftentimes from one rep to the next because you're just in better shape and so uh being in good shape and i i've seen it time and time again with some of the bodybuilders and people that have come through here their conditioning is like, it's overwhelming. You're like, whoa, like mm-hmm. I just didn't really know that some, cause they're just big, they're big, huge people. And you're like, I shit, I had no idea they could get all that work done in four minutes, but they, yeah. they can, they can hustle after it. Cool. So Mike, appreciate the phone call, man. Uh, thank you for stepping up. Uh, but we got to take another call though, but thank you. Absolutely. Thanks guys. Awesome. All right. Let's see who else we got. Hey, what's happening, man? What's the topic today? Hey, guys. Uh, my topic is about youth, and I was wondering about what the early 
20s version of you guys was like and what kind of stress factors were in your life and what you guys did to mitigate those stresses. Damn. Like uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, um, what did you guys do and how do you look back at those times now? That's my question. Oh, yeah. What's your name, dude? Israel. Israel. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. He's an Ishmael or Israel? No problem. Uh, Ishmael or Israel? Ishmael. Ishmael. Yeah. Sorry. Awesome, dude. Thank yeah, no you. No worries, sir. Cool. So write that one down and we'll just take another call so we can get another topic going. Does Hello. that sound good? Yeah. Yeah. Hello? Oh, there we go. Sorry, I didn't see. Uh, what's your name, man? What's your, what's the uh, topic you want us to, uh, to dive into? So I'm Rob Guicho Jr. from San Jose, California, and I had a question about uh, what do you guys think about so we get so for example, I myself um, before I work out traditional for me. I've been doing this for ten, fifteen years. I smoke a bowl of sativa, <laughs> ah. and uh, it gives me. Basically, like energy and funnel like concentration and focus, uh, a lot of stamina. I was wondering if you guys have ever, or do you guys, uh, what do you guys think about that topic cool. about marijuana with workouts? Got it. Big Rob, thanks, man. We really appreciate you stepping up and giving us a call. Yes, sir. All right, we'll dive into uh, this topic thank next. Thank you guys for all the awesome, awesome, awesome uh, conversations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Know, appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, all right, Mark, what were you like in your 20s? Ooh. <laughs> Smoking a lot of weed, bro. <laughs> I like that one, though. I like that question. Oh, that's great, man. Um, shit, man. Uh, you know, it's a long time ago. So, uh, I don't remember. No. Um, you know, I think um, a lot of men would be able to relate. Maybe some girls, too, but I think, like, guys just. We're just dumb. <laughs> we, just, we just ain't got our shit together, you know? So when I was young, um, I've always been a big dreamer. Um, and I just, I just didn't have things together. I, I didn't have a license. I didn't have a car. Um, like my license was revoked because I had so many like tickets, like speeding tickets and parking <laughs> tickets. And like, um, I just didn't take care of stuff. You know, I'd have expired tags on my car and my mm. car would get impounded and I didn't have any money. And it was just like, you know, um, I wasn't like the biggest loser you ever met, but, um, and I wasn't bad. I, I didn't, you know, break, I wasn't well speeding, I guess is breaking the law, but <laughs> I, I wasn't cause I wasn't causing a lot of like crime or anything like that. And mm. I, from a mental standpoint, I always felt pretty good about myself. I always enjoyed working out always like that. And I really, uh, got a lot of discipline from, from training and, and it just took me a long time to develop. It took me a long time to be mature. So it wasn't until I was in my thirties, um, that I started to have some, I guess I would say decent level of like maturity, you know? So it, it took, it took a long time and, uh, let's see. Um, I wasn't confident enough yet to really act on anything at that time and wasn't maybe knowledgeable enough or at least didn't feel like I was to really try to like follow through on a lot of stuff. So Mm. the only thing I would really do is like lift, you know, I'd lift and 
I'd set some goals with lifting and I would do better at it here and there. But even with that, I wasn't super confident. It just, it just really, the whole thing just took a really, really long time. I was never like, I was never like a doubter. I was never like, Oh, I don't know what I'm going to, I was never really like that. You know, I wasn't like a big pussy about it or anything, but, uh, I also was nothing like I am now or nothing like what people might perceive me to be. Uh, so yeah, when I was young uh, and then stress wise, I didn't know what stress was uh, because I didn't shoulder any responsibility because <laughs> I didn't fucking care about anything. Uh, so I, I definitely from, from a stress standpoint, I remember hearing people talk about like they're stressed out. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, these people are a bunch of pussies. Why? Mm -hmm. What are they stressed out about? But now I understand. It's like, oh, these are like, these are mature human beings that actually take responsibility for themselves and the people around them. So of course they're going to have stress. So yeah. now I totally understand it. But I was just like kind of a shit kid, and I was. Uh, I don't think other people around me would have would have like been like, oh my god, he's so immature. I don't think anyone would have really. Uh, recognize that, but I was, uh, yeah, just, I needed, a, I needed a lot of work. And so the reason why I mentioned that, I'm not trying to be negative about my own self image or anything. I, the reason why I mentioned that is just that, uh, it takes a long time to build yourself up. It takes a really fucking long time. Mm -hmm. So I think that's most of my story. And see, well, you're still in your twenties. <laughs> Dude, when he said early 20s, I was like, oh, yeah. But I was like, oh, I'm 28. <laughs> this ain't no early shit anymore. Dude, you're getting old as fuck. Ah, damn, front of us. 30's about to be right there, bro. But um, yeah, then it's almost over. Yeah. Still look handsome. Still oh, look great. Thank you. I mean, really good. Oh, I like, mean, like, you know. Mm. Like, mm. Dude, dude, oh, not at sorry. the podcast table, man. Sorry, sorry. Calm You're gonna down. You're going to put a hole through the table. Sheesh. <laughs> but <laughs> I think, um, nah, in my early 20s, which is really weird to say. A couple um, weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> but like, yeah, uh, <laughs> I think this is hella funny. I was, I think I was lucky enough to have. Um, How about between like 18 and 23? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the time I was thinking about. Like, I was lucky. I worked at. um my first job was in Abercrombie and Fitch. Uh, but I also worked at a 24 hour fitness and then I worked with like this, like nutrition company thing. Um, and I was lucky enough that in those two jobs, like my manager at 24 hour fitness, his name was Nick something, but he, uh, did like read a lot of self-development books. I was always wondering why is this guy so good at talking to people? Why is this guy like everyone that talks to him? Like they, they always smile. They always leave every single interaction with him, like feeling great. What the hell is he doing? Is so I was, I was like, how do I talk to people like that? I was not good at, I was not good at any of that type of stuff, but he started like, he was like, oh yeah, read uh, how to win friends and influence people and read this and read this. And, uh, I, I was able, I was lucky enough to be able to be kind of uh, introduced to those types of self-development things at that age. Um, and that helped me out a lot in terms of, I guess, the things that I wanted to do and how I dealt with other individuals. Because up to that point, I mean, I'm, I am very introverted, extremely introverted. Um, but that helped me out a lot. And that also helped me learn about like dealing with stress, not putting myself in situations to be stressed, just like not, not not hanging out with certain people. So I, I didn't end up, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I didn't end up being put in really bad, stressful situations. Um, I also was lucky enough to be like, uh, up until that point, I was already doing a lot of lifting. So that, that was already a habit I had. And then when I was introduced to doing bodybuilding shows, when I was like 20 or 21, um, 
I was just like, this is really cool. Let me just see where this goes. Uh, and it, it, I was just able to like continue to learn what I was interested in at the time. Um, so yeah, like I never really took a job after Abercrombie, um, that didn't line up with fitness. Uh, and because of that, I was always able to kind of do what I wanted to do, even though like there were certain aspects of things I was doing at the time that I didn't like, it was still within this is what my true interest is and I'm able to do something with it. But I think the big thing in my early twenties or whatever that I'm really happy and really fortunate that I was introduced to was self-development and learning how to just become a, a better person, you know? Um, or I guess a, a more filled out individual because before that, like talking to people was frightening. Like that, that, that was one of the <laughs> things I was extremely, it was just like, it was yeah, cri- crippling. <laughs> it was crippling. Yeah, for me yeah. too. Yeah, so um, that that I think that was the most beneficial thing in my early twenties that I I got better at doing. Uh, more stress now or more stress then? More stress now. Yeah. yeah. See, same here. Like, so I think that people think that you know you have like a level of money or success that it you know, mm. uh, but you just when you're young, I don't know when you're young, you just I don't know, you don't really feel any of that i mean and then also too there's other things from from when i was younger like it's not like i was an angry person but i think a lot of men can probably identify with this when you're young you're you know you don't you wouldn't mind like getting in a fight with somebody like i would there's just Uh, there's no there's just fucking no way mm -hmm. like i mean you (laughs) you would have to do something crazy like for me to want like i just i have zero interest in in fighting with anybody you know but when i was and i wasn't like fighting people all the time uh but I was pissed and I kind of thought I was tough, you know what I mean? So like it wouldn't be a big deal to get into a scrape or something, but uh, yeah, you just change a lot. You know, you mature a lot. You go through a lot of different things. Um, one thing that I'm fortunate about is that, uh, at which I've seen just really destroy a lot of friends is I never ended up in a bad relationship. Mm. Um, <laughs> I didn't always have the best ones, but I, I never ended up in anything that was like really you know, you see that sometimes happen to people and, and you don't know like how they would have turned out otherwise. Cause all you know is what happened to them. But you see that happen sometimes. Sometimes people have love at such a young age or what they think is love. And man, that can really, uh, I don't even have any advice towards like how to fucking avoid that. But uh, I'm fortunate that I just, I, I couldn't figure out girls. So that was probably a good thing. And so I, uh, I just was shy. I didn't really, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, try to hook up with girls, but I didn't know what was going on. So (laughs) I couldn't figure out the game and it was probably a good thing. It kept, it it just kept me out of, kept me out of harm's way. I've actually was talking to a friend a few weeks ago and I was like, dude, imagine if you could take a pill when you were a young man, like that made you like just a little asexual, (laughs) like where you just, where you just didn't care. Like, fuck, that would really help a lot. I I believe the color of that pill would probably be red. (laughs) Do you guys know where I'm going with that? Is that a matrix thing? Well, that that partially is a matrix thing, but have you heard of the whole red pill thing that's going on with men? No. No. Oh no. No. Oh, I mean, I I think I know a little bit. You know a little bit about it. I think so. Think of like, Elliot Hulse. Yeah, yeah. So you, where you don't need women and you don't need uh, like, there, yeah. There's uh there's that whole the rational male by Romo Tomasi or whatever. But there are okay. There are. I don't know if we want to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this really succinct and short because <laughs> what you mentioned there that pill that makes you a little bit asexual. 
<laughs> um, there's this red pill thing, right? I agree with some aspects of it, but there are other aspects of it that I really don't agree with. There, there are some darker aspects of it in terms of like mistreatment and just like kind mm-hmm. of like women are just whatever. Like yeah, there, 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 there are parts of it that are just, but the parts that I agree with are um, men taking responsibility, men focusing on themselves, focusing on their purpose rather than focusing on another. Like it's not that it happened to me like inadvertently. Exactly. I didn't know that was happening. Exactly. But the thing, the, 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 the problem that a lot of men seem to be falling into is that they, they come across women and that ends up being their driving focus for everything. Like everything else in life really doesn't matter other than her. And then they, they get, they end up being, it's just, it's, it's not good because they Travis, don't have a purpose. Travis Mash works with a lot of high school kids and he said it happens all the time. Like he has this badass kid training all the time and not that, not that having a partner is bad. It's great. It it's is great to meet somebody. It's great to fall in love. It's, it's great to uh, meet somebody when you're young. I mean, it's it's awesome, uh, but it's really time consuming, and it's you know, it's it's hard to think of anything else, especially when you're like 18 or 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And those are just some of the big concepts of the asexual pill. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, get some of those made up for us, Andrew. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. shit, that would have helped me a ton. Because that was actually the, the biggest stress did come from a toxic relationship. Mm. And I just, it was so weird just being so young. So this was, yeah, early, like from high school to like mid twenties. And yeah, it was, it, it consumed a lot of me. You know, it made a majority of my decisions were anyone having a hard time reading between the lines. We're talking about pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about. It's mesmerizing. Yeah. <laughs> it's mesmerizing. <laughs> That's it'll get you, man. It will get you. It's a trap, man. I mean, it looks yeah, like a trap. trap. It looks oh. like a trap. Learn to use this cave, <laughs> and then you're done, man. You're done. <laughs> All right, we just got canceled. Show's over. <laughs> Andrew, you were saying though, <laughs> I can't follow that up with anything now. No, yeah, early twenties was just a huge mess, and a lot of it was because of one specific trap um if you guys wanted to keep going down that route (laughs) but no like i just i would work for the weekends i would drink almost every night not every night but for sure on the weekends and you know i i didn't find fitness till i was like 27 Mm -hmm. so my whole early 20s was uh i did whatever it took to go drifting you know i did drift uh competitively if you can call it that uh, didn't really accomplish too much there, but it was a lot of fun, but that's all I had going for me. That was it. Mm. And then I would work and then I'd play video games that night and then kind of start the whole, you know, uh, or, uh, whatever mm-hmm. all over again. And yeah. And it was, I was depressed. It was terrible. And you know, you're saying like you guys have more stress now. I would, I think I had way more stress back then because I just had a lot of not good things going for me. I didn't have anything I could like kind of hang on to because like once my engine blew, it this literally did happen. My engine did blow and I, I didn't have anything. And then so like I was depressed and then eventually built the car back up and then I sold it because of the one toxic relationship. And then I had nothing again. Mm. And then it was like we both wanted two separate things and it just was it went from bad to worse real quick and that just made everything worse. So yeah, dude, I was way, I was in so much debt back then. It was, I had a shitty job and that was the other thing you're saying you had, you know, your one, I don't want to say real job, but you had your Amber. I can't even say the name of that place. Amber Crumbie and Fitch. 
I dropped out of college to go work at GameStop and Walmart mm. like at, in, at the same time. Cause I'm like, man, fuck school. Like I'm just going to go make money instead. Yeah. And uh, so I, I went and worked there and I thought it was a good idea at the time. And you know, no, that, that led to another shitty job and another shitty job. I never didn't have a job since I was like, I want to say 16, mm-hmm. but obviously all of them were terrible. None of them were anything I liked until I got here. So, uh, it, it all definitely gave me perspective. Like, you know, when you're, we were saying about being grateful, like so grateful to be here today. Like it, it's amazing. But yeah, dude, my early twenties was just full of stress and, <laughs> you know, I guess it's a weird um, time. Yeah. And you know, you're it's saying time. how like you're unsure of like what advice you can give somebody about relationships. Cause you know, you and Andy, you know, kind of right off the gate, you, you got, you didn't get lucky, but you, you know, found somebody that you, you were, uh, you uh, you you connected with. Mm-hmm. I just remember from seeing you know people in my family and then my relationship. It was like, oh no, like you you you're, you couples argue all the time. Like it just happens. And then you know, like oh yeah, this happened again. It's like no, actually, it, it does take work, but it, it shouldn't be like a fucking war zone every time you go home. That's not normal. Like and back then, that's what I knew. So I'm like, oh no, this is fine. Like we're good. Like, yeah, to be a little annoyed with each other is understandable because you're around each other all the mm-hmm. time, and so uh, those things can definitely happen. But yeah, to be like fighting all the time. And yeah, I see a lot of couples. Uh, this is a real dangerous territory. I think they take a lot of little jabs at each other. And uh, I mean, my wife and I are guilty of it. Some, I mean, we all do it because we're partners, <laughs> and we all like to f around a little bit here and there. And you know, you but. I see people do it maybe too much and it's like a little too real and you're just like, Ooh, like, man, they're kind of doing it again. Like this ain't going to end well. You're like, this is, this is not, not a good idea. You always do this or you always do that. Right. That kind of stuff. You're just like, you're oh. just looking at them both. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. man, I, I really wish they would just have a, like an actual conversation about mm-hmm. it. Like, Hey, this really upsets me when you do this, you know, and just kind of get it. No one's perfect. I'm not saying that uh, everything's going to be all cheery and everything all the time either, but, uh, yeah, it's it's it can be <laughs> it can be complicated. And but Andrew, I think, you know, the underlying thing that we're hearing from kind of all three of us is that uh we all hung on, you know, we all hung in there and hung on to something, you know. Um it doesn't it sounds like I mean you said you were working since the time you were a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's you just had at least you had that you got that one thing to hold on to that one discipline mm. uh that's the driver for everything else you know and i think i think that's really important for people listening and and kind of you know learn, learning some of this stuff about us that they maybe didn't know before is uh, we, and i I'll, will say too i i wasn't like crazy dedicated to anything i wasn't like uh uh i wasn't at nearly as determined as i am now to like get things done mm. but i at least had at least there was at least you could see it you know, if you were to follow me around, I'd be uh, definitely not as put together as Josh Setledge, but I had oh. some of those attributes. Yeah. yeah he's he's young and he's got his <laughs> shit together pretty damn good, right? Yeah. If you ask Josh Setledge, how's your early... He's in his early 20s. <laughs> Daily discipline. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Bust out some push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> Eat while still eating oh, the steak. Um, what a sick question. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was great, man. Thank you, whole, Ishmael. A whole, whole show on that. For reals. We want to tackle the marijuana? Yeah, that's from Rob. So yeah. pre-workout bake? <laughs> All right. So uh, let, let me mention this real quick. So I've never I've never smoked before working out. I've never smoked before jujitsu. Um, although I know, actually, 
I think there was one time I did do jujitsu a little bit high. And it like, that's the thing. I know a lot of like it, within the jujitsu community, there's a lot of guys who are like, yeah, let me smoke a bowl before mm-hmm. rolling because that stuff that it does make you or does help you become a little bit more creative. So I understand that. Um, before working out though, I know some people who also work out by, and he mentioned sativa, which is more of the mind, right? Not of the body. So your body feels fine, but your mind is like, whatever. I just know I couldn't personally do it. I personally don't know the effects of what happens to the body before you do that, before working out. But I just know I wouldn't want to hit a hard lifting session um, a little bit. I personally wouldn't. But again, I know people who handle it well. So that, that's all I got. We, uh, we use Mind Bullet quite a bit. You know, we use mm-hmm. Kratom and we really enjoy that a lot before uh, workouts. So um, I have never tried marijuana period Mm -hmm. uh and i certainly uh don't know anything about taking it before a uh a workout but i do know a lot of people that do a bunch of different stuff before they uh hit up a training session and they they think it they they personally feel that it makes them feel good so uh i would say look if it's putting you in a pretty good mood for your Mm -hmm. workout and you're having a good workout and you're not noticing it um having a negative impact on other aspects of your life. It's not like bleeding into other things. You're not uh, messing up your relationship because of it. Uh, you're not like late to work because of it and so on. Like these kind of uh, addiction type of questions. If you can answer those and it seems like you're in the clear, then I think you're, I think you're okay. Mm-hmm. I think you're good to go. Yeah. And then I, I, I always go back to like the justifying things like oh joe rogan did it so i'm gonna do it and not get anywhere but um uh the the, the really big guy from mind pump is it sal or is it adam 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 yeah. okay so it, this happened to him he was like yeah i would uh i would smoke after he's like just because it helped me go to sleep he's like but one thing led to another and you know i was just like tiny little bit next thing you know i'm having a whole j like i'm smoking a whole joint mm. and then it's like oh shit now i'm like snacking on something mm-hmm. so it's like i think if you can be honest and like really just like keep it to a point where it doesn't uh hinder anything else then yeah that's cool like i think that's okay but also don't use that as an excuse to just hot box the whole way to, to the gym <laughs> and get there and just fucking go Go, go eat nothing but like uh quest bars <laughs> yeah man. yeah and a lot of times when people are asking a question they're um they already kind of know the answer mm-hmm. so uh this guy with his particular question might already know that it's not maybe the best idea mm-hmm. that he's ever had <laughs> um and so i i don't know like you know maybe dependency like mm-hmm. just kind of give that a little check give that a little nudge like do you feel like you need to do that every time um and if you do feel like you need it, then maybe is it an issue? I don't know. It's good to examine it. It's good to take a look at it, but uh, I, I don't. I don't think it really makes a huge difference. Yeah, I think both you and Andrew hit something there, though. Like, because um, I know I do know a lot of people who like they started smoking and then they're like, "Ooh, I just feel so much better when I'm high," and then they <laughs> just start doing it way too much, and then it's like they don't feel good when they're not high. Right? That's a problem. Like, yeah. so, I mean, you, you got, you got to evaluate. Like when I take creative, right. One thing before I started taking my bulls, I was like, I know my personality. If I really like something, I might overdo it. So when I started doing, I was like, let me just, you know, let me make sure that 
you know, when I do use it, I don't end up feeling dependent on it. I don't. But when I do take it before jujitsu or before lifting, especially though before jujitsu, I feel super creative and I do things I don't usually do, but I can also roll without it. I also don't feel like I need it to be productive. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why I think that mind bullets really, really dope. But, you know, you, again, you, both of you guys said it, Mm -hmm. just make sure you're not feeling like you have to do it to be effective at what you're doing. Yeah, definitely don't be the the better on weed guy mm-hmm. from Half Baked. Do you remember <laughs> I do, that? I don't. I don't remember. He's like, you ever look at the back of a twenty dollar bill, man? On weed, he's like, it's crazy. There's all kinds of shit going on. It's so funny. And he talks about a movie, and he's like, it's so much better on weed, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. Uh, we had a, a written in question from oh. uh, from Michael, and I gave him a pass. I'm, I only wanted people that were actually calling in, but. Uh, he said he's having a hard time because he's got the kids running around the house and he doesn't, he can't break away to uh, make the phone call. But his question was like, yeah, how do you separate your family life, your uh, work life and then personal life? I'm assuming maybe to thrive in all three areas Mm. that work balance, work life balance that we're always chasing. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. You know, I have a question for you guys. Do you ever feel like, um, I've heard some people say that like outside of their family, they do need another life. Do you feel that you need to like your, like your family should be connected to all the things you do? Or do you feel that you need something else outside of your family and outside of all that, that is literally just yours that they can't have? I think it's person dependent, person dependent. Mm -hmm. That's, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. I think it'd be person dependent a little bit. Uh, I also would, would think that it might be dependent upon, where you are in your relationship. You know, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're older and you've had children and you have children that are like out of the house, then maybe you don't mind like doing a lot of stuff together. You know, maybe you don't mind like, um, I, I have some friends that like hunting and camping and golfing and the, uh, female in the relationship doesn't really love that. But as they've gotten older, like I know some older couples that the females like, I just decided to go with them. I said, screw it. And now we, now they enjoy going on trips like that all the time. And so I think, you know, it would, might depend on, you know, how, you know, the, the age and stuff like that. But um, I think it's important for everybody to have some time to themselves. And it might not need, necessarily mean that you need like a thing to yourself, but you, I think you do need time with yourself. Cause I think you need, you need time with every single relationship that you have in your life. You need, uh, you know, sometimes I text both of you guys. Sometimes I text you guys individually, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think that that's important to all relationships is that, and that's like a tiny example, but mm-hmm. like I spend time with Quinn one-on-one sometimes. I spend time with Jake one-on-one sometimes. My wife will spend time with Jake. My wife will spend time with Quinn. We spend time together as a family. I spend time with my wife. Like, I think that that's important. And so I think when you're trying to figure out how to like balance this shit out, I think you have to kind of keep track of some of that a little bit and, and have some of that in your, in your head and try to think about how, how can you, you don't have to like necessarily hang out with everybody all the time, every single day, but you do need to kind of scrape upon these things here and there to make sure that the relationship is staying good and staying strong and you're communicating and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard it on a, a podcast a couple of years ago. And one of the hosts just said, uh, some people recharge their batteries by being around people they love. 
other people recharge their batteries by just chilling by mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think Mark and I are more of the person that recharges by themselves. And it's weird because my wife is definitely not that. So when I try to explain this to her, she's like heartbroken. Mm. I'm like, you know, like, yeah, like it'd be cool to like, you know, like, so when I was doing like my cut, like, I'm like, yeah, I enjoy being on this step mill by myself <laughs> and like, just like, just no, nothing she's like, else. Where the fuck am I in this picture? Exactly. <laughs> but to her, she's like, I would never want to do anything without you. And I'm like, no, that's not it. Like, of course, like if we're going to go on a trip, like I definitely, you're coming with me, but I don't know. Like, I I don't like crowded areas. I like kind of just doing my own thing. And I always go back to like, you know, when it's your birthday, what do you want to do? It's like, it doesn't matter what I want to do because it's going to be dependent on everyone else's schedule. Like, what do you mean? Like, oh, I want to go eat a big old steak at 3.30. Well, so-and-so is not off work, so we have to wait. And then, ah, that restaurant, maybe not everyone's going to want it. And like, then it doesn't matter. Like, Mm. so if you really want me to do what I want for my birthday, you leave me the... (laughs) (laughs) it's not like that but you know so it is like i said i think it's person dependent so my man was asking about balancing his everything Mm -hmm. i don't have kids so honestly yeah what do you guys think i'll let mark take it because somebody had asked me on another podcast and i'm like hey maybe if you ask me in a couple months i'll have a completely different answer (laughs) but as of right now i don't know because i'm trying to figure that stuff out myself I think it's okay to just, you're going to have stuff that's off balance sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, um, you're going to have things like, you're going to have things that take more time, take more attention. You know, if you have a business that you're just starting, you might have to work a lot. And sometimes the best thing for your family is for you to work a lot. Sometimes the best thing for your family is for you to be around as much as you can. And, uh, when I was a kid, you know, I remember there was a pretty good period of time, probably a good chunk of like five or six years where my dad was just really working a lot. And I think I've shared the story before, but like my mom basically like told him like, Hey, don't, you know, stop kind of climbing the ladder, you know? And he, and he was like, huh? He's like, I thought that's what you wanted me to do for the family. And she was like, no, just, so my dad stopped taking like upper management jobs and he was around more and it was great. It was, you know, it was awesome. But I think that, I think a lot of times we're thinking like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to work really hard and I'm, you know, going to make money for the family. Um, but then you start making money. And as you make more money, then you're away more. And then you're, then you kind of realizing, but maybe it's too late. Like maybe you spent too much time away from the household and maybe things are kind of falling apart. So I think, I think it's okay to have things be off balance for periods of time, but then you also, uh, just want to kind of take an honest look at stuff and, and say, are you really working for the family or do you not want to be home because you have a kid that's uh three, five and seven and you're kind of about ready to shoot yourself because <laughs> that stuff's really hot. You know, this, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's really uh, gets to be uh, challenging. gets to be really difficult and staying at work an extra half an hour is easier than mm-hmm. it is hanging out, you know, with your kids and your family. Uh, I remember we had a training session here one time. This was a long time ago and we had a bunch of older lifters and we all had kids and wives and stuff. And (laughs) we're just like sitting there after workout, we're all beat to hell. And one of the older guys looks up and he's like, he's like, you guys don't want to go home either. (laughs) And he didn't mean because we love training so much. Like we knew what he all, we knew what he meant and we all, you know, we all laughed about it, but (laughs) Uh, you know, that's, that's the truth of it. Like raising a family is, uh, 
is very tough and it's hard to do, you know, day in and day out. But uh, in terms of balance, I, I don't think there's anybody, um, there's not a rule that says that you have to be really balanced, mm -hmm. um, but you do have to be around. You do have to uh, figure out a way to make it work. And just imagine if you had a conversation with your wife and said, uh, Hey, you know, um, you know, the, the job that I have, I have some good opportunities coming up and over the next five years, I'd really like to pursue, or maybe the woman says the same thing or however it works out in your household. And, uh, look, I'm, I'm probably just, not going to be able to be around a lot. Like I, this is what I want to do. This is what I think is in our best interest. This is how much money I can make. Um, I'm going to miss some uh, vacations and I'm not going to, you know, always be available for a whole week when Christmas comes around and think like, why not just, you know, communicate about it. And uh, it's difficult, but just get it out there on the table and communicate about what it is you're looking for and where you're heading. And I think, uh, you can make it work where you, where it can be really hard is when uh, the parents don't have a, uh, like a shared sense of purpose mm. that could be really difficult. So if, you know, if, if uh, somebody wants someone in the household to make a good amount of money, but they also want them there all the time. <laughs> now you're starting, you know, you start to run into things that just don't make a lot of sense, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had to have, not had to, but like we had the conversation, you know, where I, you know, explain like, like the, about the podcast and how like it means I'll probably be working from home sometimes. Maybe I won't, but you know, I had to tell her like, Hey, sometimes if I'm down and out, it's not because of what you guys are doing. It's because maybe I might feel like shit because like, I don't know, like a, a certain podcast didn't do well when I thought it should have, or I didn't get enough work done that day because of meetings or something happened. I'm like, I kind of feel way more accomplished when I get my ass kicked at work. Mm. And she kind of was like, wait, what do you like? What do you mean? And like, if you know, if I have a long like day, like I feel so much better. It's like a training like mm -hmm. session where you just get your ass kicked, but you're like, this is definitely striving towards, you know, something better. And when I put it in those terms, she's like, Oh, I, cause she trains. So she gets it. But absolutely. Having that conversation was huge. You know, that was, that was really big, but yeah, I'm still trying to balance things out. I'm trying to get home and not like, uh, you know, be half asleep from the commute and just be mm -hmm. just totally run down. Cause you know, we, we upgraded, you know, we moved to a better neighborhood to where we can go on walks and we have been, and it's been great. Mm. You know, there's a park nearby. We, I, my daughter loves baseball. Like she can hit the crap out of a wiffle ball. It's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. So like, that's what we do now. And I think just that little tiny bit kind of tips the, the scale back to being balanced, you know, where it's like way lopsided, <laughs> but like a little bit of batting practice just tips it just a little bit to where everyone in the whole household is a little bit happier. Yeah. You spend like an hour with her. Yeah, right? exactly. Like not really that much time. No. One, uh, one thing that can really help with, uh, gaining some balance in your life is just to do stuff while other people are sleeping. I found that to be really just a real simple thing. And, you know, I got teenagers, so they're probably still sleeping right now. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> but uh, I think that that can be a huge advantage. You know, if you if you can get up early and get some work done, then who even recognizes that you were or maybe you like to work at night? That would be the same thing. You know, they go to bed earlier or whatever. Um, no one's going to even really notice that you were gone. So. Um, that's always been a good option for me, even on the weekend. Like I, I do come to the gym a little bit later, but no one in my family really does anything on the weekend until, you know, like afternoon, late afternoon. 
everyone's just kind of chilling. By the time I get home from here at like 12 or one or whatever, then uh, we're all ready to go to lunch or do something as a family, do something together. So that, that's been really helpful. Yep. And then we have one more written in topic and we can end on this mm-hmm. one because this would officially be the sixth topic. So thank you everybody that wrote in. Thank you everybody that called in. You guys were huge for stepping up. Uh, this comes from intuitive homebrew. Um, mm. I wonder if that's like coffee or like homebrew, like for video games. Sounds pretty good. Sounds like coffee. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, how do you keep your mind in check and stay positive towards your goals? He didn't specify exactly or like going any deeper, but yeah. And SEMA, you're, you're jacked. You're, you're on a successful podcast. <laughs> how do you keep your mind in check to still keep striving to get better? Even like at jujitsu and all that. Yeah. I think, um, the, we talked about this yesterday, I think with Bowden, maybe not, I don't know, but we talked about gratitude a lot. Um, every day I do remember that every day I try to keep that in check because, um, at times when you're not, you just kind of get engulfed in all the things that you're doing. You may start to think of all the things that you don't have or all the things you haven't achieved yet or like the negative. Right. But I think, I know we talked about it in one of our last podcasts too, but I can't reiterate the importance of that because when you're not thinking about those things, you start to just, again, go on about the things that aren't the greatest. But in reality, those things really don't matter that much. I I, like personally, I I've always had a ton to be grateful for all my life. Like when I think back to it, there's so many things that even when I was a teenager, there are things that weren't that great, but I was being able to get my my mom was taking me to soccer. I had meals every single day. Right. I, I, there was a lot that I had going on that was just amazing. That would allow me to go in the right direction. Even right now, it's the same way. There's too much good in my life that I can't, it's, it, I can't really focus on the negative or my, my, my mind doesn't really go to that because I'm always grateful for all the things that I'm fortunate, that I'm fortunate to have and fortunate to do. Um, I would say that that's the biggest thing as far as like the smaller things like, yeah, meditation, all that type of stuff is cool. But I think like knowing what I've got and being grateful for that and focusing on those things is, is the biggest thing for me. It's uh, amazing how easy it is to sit there and, you know, squander over the shit that you don't have or how much easier somebody else has it. Uh, it's, it's a really simple thing to do and it's a very human thing to do. I think you mm-hmm. just, you know, the kind of why me type of thing. And we all are probably guilty of it to some extent. Uh, but I couldn't agree more. I think that, you know, you think about the things that you have and you try not to really focus. Maybe, maybe there's things that you don't have that you, uh, would like, mm-hmm. But then figure out a way to get them, you know, figure out a way to get there. Someone is in better shape than you. Someone has more money than you. Someone has a skill set that's a little bit better than yours. You know, recognize, you know, recognize, like just recognize the fact that they were able to obtain that and be an appreciation of that and say, wow, that's, that's cool, man. I'd, I'd love to be able to figure that out for myself and maybe even ask them dude, how'd you get built like that? Like you, you look awesome, man. Like I'd love, I'd love to be able to figure that out. Okay. Well, you know, I've been lifting since I was 12 and you got a whole big story, you know? Um, but you can, you can learn these things. I think, uh, you know, something else to kind of keep in mind is that we talk a lot about, uh, uh, we talk a lot about it on this podcast. You know, you have this like white belt mentality where you always have the ability to learn you always have the ability to obtain more knowledge. You always have the, you're, you will progressively over periods of time, make all of your problems smaller. 
you won't be able to make them all go away completely. You might be able to get rid of some and you might exchange them out for others and stuff like that. But uh, you're going to be able to acquire more knowledge as things move on. And so I think that that's exciting. I think that that's something to be grateful for is the fact that there, there's not a human being on this earth that's not that doesn't possess these abilities. It doesn't possess the ability to be a little bit better than they were yesterday, a little bit stronger, um, a little bit better at reading, a little bit better at writing or whatever it is you want to work on. And so I think, you know, when I think about, you know, trying to have a positive mindset, I don't really think my mind needs to necessarily be tuned in to being like positive um, necessarily. Uh, but I think that in, in accordance to my goals and in accordance to like the things that I want to do, they just happen to be positive. <laughs> they just happen to gravitate in that direction because there's not stuff that I want to do that's negative. Like I don't want to make less money. I don't want to be less successful. <laughs> you know, I don't, there's, there's not a lot of stuff I can think of that I want to do uh, less or worse. You know, I want to do a worse job of that. Mm -hmm. You know, everything is everything I'd like to do a little bit better at. And uh, recognizing that I have some of the capabilities to do that, that I'm like armed with it. Like I didn't, I didn't even earn that. Like it was just given to me, you know, and I'm not saying me, I'm saying like, I think everybody's that way. Like we're, we're all, we were all given the faculties of being able to uh, get better, make yourself better. I mean, you have an opportunity every single day to, to make yourself better. I mean, I don't know what's more positive than that. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You have an ability to advance your position. Um, something I was thinking about not too long ago was like the world in general is constantly evolving. It's constantly getting better. It doesn't matter if it's a plant. It doesn't matter if it's a fucking bumblebee. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's a lion or a tiger or a, or a person or a particular person that lives in a particular area. Everything is getting better all the time. And there's been huge atrocities. There's been a lot of tyranny. There's been a lot of wrong things that humans have done uh, to each other. But even those areas get better. Even areas where there's been uh, tons of rape and tons of murder and tons of injustices, they all are progressively getting better. Like, you know, over, over a period of time, they will um, they will sort of right themselves, you know, after after time. I mean, something like what happened uh, with like Hitler and, and things like that. I mean, you look at something like that, you're like, OK, this is the worst thing. This is one of the worst human beings to ever live, right? Well, the world goes through that. They learn, like, that's not good. That's not some bullshit. We're going to make sure that something like that doesn't ever happen. Mm -hmm. And then what do other governments do? They set up their government so that you can easily be overthrown so you can't act like that. You know, and it makes everything better. So I think, for me, it's not hard to be positive towards the different goals that I have because I just recognize how... Things will simply get better if I'm just trying to be good. You know, if I just don't get in my own way, if I just don't do something stupid, mm -hmm. then shit will continue to get better all the time. Yeah. Very well said. I got, I got nothing for you, though. I, I can't top that. <laughs> Take us on out of here, Andrew. I will. Thank you, everybody, for calling in. We sincerely appreciate it. That was really cool of you guys. You, there you we it? go. You made it. Made it. 
every time I turn the camera around, you do something <laughs> different. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, again, if you guys dig this format, the next time we do a call-in show, please make sure you guys are hitting that fan line. Uh, and if you do so... Take a, sh- take a shot. Uh-oh. Oh, let's see. Okay, and see Warm who's going to Oh, oh my goodness! Oh, that was no, nope. No, no, no. Oh, he hit the ceiling. He's see, okay. he, he see, this is what it's gonna take a mulligan. That's like Sorry, eight feet away. Oh, oh my god! Oh. Right, let, let me give. Looks like Shaq shooting a free throw. It's over extremely there. windy in here. Oh, this this oh. finger, uh-huh. I can't uh, follow through finger. with it. I'm having to use three fingers, so it's moving. Slowly. That's the one you always put in your butt. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So it's kind of it's it's broken right now. <laughs> Right. That's his butt finger. Oh, no. Why the ring finger, though? I don't know. He's a weird guy. It's like the it thickest. Be... Mm. It's thicker than my middle finger. Look at that knuckle. Huh. You All see right, that knuckle? So. That's it's a thick knuckle. Thick. Did you hurt yourself? What happened? Uh, uh, you said it. No. The, the butt. whole thing. Yeah. Careful, dude. Safety it's first. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note please tell a friend about today's podcast if you guys dug it uh please hit that like button it helps us out and we would really appreciate it uh please make sure you're following the podcast at mark bell's power project on instagram at mb power project on twitter uh please subscribe here if you're not already check us out on linkedin and facebook my instagram is at i am andrew z and sema <laughs> and sema in on instagram and youtube and sema yin on twitter mark at Mark Smelly Bell, strength is never a weakness, weakness is never a strength. Catch you all later. What? Damn, oh, you're just getting oh. lucky right now. That, that was a bang shot. <laughs> that was sick. <laughs> oh, man.